Iowa. J-D-X. Justin D. Xavier. And the D stands for Drink It. Because you are watching Drink It with Mo. All right, everybody. Weekly recap, Drinking Up Mo is your host, Big Mo, here once again. We are going through each of the wrestling shows I watched throughout the week. This last week was a very busy week. We had, you know, the weekly television shows of Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, Impact Wrestling. I didn't really watch NXT 2.0 because, I mean, they have pretty good talent in ring, but the show, oh my God. Every time I watch, it just seems like a very shitty remake of Mean Girls. I don't know. Anyways, I didn't watch 2.0 or the In Your House deal this weekend. But regardless, let's go on with the show. First off is going to be Monday Night Raw. All right, we are going to have a little bit of a, not a little bit of a break, but make sure that you mark your calendar down June 18th, Warrior Wrestling 23, Grand Rapids, Michigan. They're going to have another amazing card highlighted by Athena versus AQA for the women's title. And a War of Attrition match <coughs> for the Warrior Wrestling Championship. Will Ospreay defending against some amazing talents, including Lance Archer, Brian Pillman Jr., Swerve himself, uh, uh, Davey Richards, Jeff Cobb. Holy shit. You're going to want to get that show. All right, everybody. Like I said, we are starting off with Monday Night Raw. And probably going to go with, you know, WWE, then AEW, and so on. We'll also cover indies, but this week, if I don't comment on it, I probably didn't watch it. But first off, we have... Asuka versus Bianca Belair in pretty pretty solid match. You know, Becky Lynch doing some promo about uh, oh I'm the god of whatever you know paying attention to the match. Bianca Belair does this pretty damn impressive deadlift spot. <laughs> And there is a reason they call her the EST. You know, the strongest. Um, Becky Lynch again with some comment about her being like a wizard. And it was like trying to compare yourself to Chris Jericho. You know, him being a wizard and the fireballs and shit. But uh, Becky Lynch ends up attacking... After the match, but before I get too far with that, gotta say, Asuka ended up winning, I, I believe. 
I'm having trouble remembering. I can't even remember what the fuck I ate for lunch yesterday. <coughs> All right. Next off, we have the Mysterios and Ezekiel versus Alpha Academy and K.O. Kevin Owens. I mean, I got to say, this work with uh, Kevin Owens and Ezekiel, not Elias, whatever, but Kevin Owens is having some of the most entertaining stuff here. I'm, I'm personally loving it, the way he's just going all out with this. You're a liar. Anyways, Mysterio's hit up always impressive double 619. I mean, they make it look effortless. Ezekiel is totally getting over. People are seem to be loving this Ezekiel deal. And like I said, Kevin Owens being entertaining as hell in here. But Mysterio's and Ezekiel end up getting the win. So, pretty good. Cody Rhodes promo up next. We have him and Rollins getting in a fight. And <coughs> I, I gotta say this. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but, uh. Looks like Curtis Axel made a return, kind of. You know, it's been reported since that he's having a tryout as a producer. So hopefully all goes well for that. He's a deserving guy there. And I I got a comment on this. This Cody countdown thing, like, what in the hell? I don't get it. I, whatever. Let's move on. Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop. Wow. Now, I'm loving that Alexa Bliss is back. You know, she's going through and everything. I, I'm I'm loving it. Crowd. Definitely loving it. Um, Dewdrop, hell of a talent. I mean, obvious. But the thing that, I mean, I've thought this and believe I looked it up on Bleacher Report, they are also thinking that Nikki Cross, who is with, um, is with Dewdrop, Needs to ditch this whole almost a superhero thing because it it was entertaining for a while, but now it's it seems to have run its course. But just my opinion, Alexa Bliss ends up pulling out the win here. Ms. TV is up next. We have oh man. The interactions between the Street Profits and the Miz here, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. 
<laughs> I mean, it was entertaining as hell, and the way they fit in a few burns here and there. Oh, God. They fed off each other well. The 24-7 title ends up coming in here, and it's like, what the hell? Like, I mean, honestly, I have not understood this, the whole 24-7 title thing for a while, but I'll give it this. The title ended up changing hands a couple times, and then, you know, it was Tamina, then it was Akira Tozawa, and you know what? For once, I will say this. The 24-7 title was kind of entertaining. So, yeah, there's that. Next off, we have Mustafa Ali versus, well, I guess he's going by Ciampa now. But Tommaso Ciampa. Now, <coughs> I get this whole feud with Ali and Theory who Theory ends up being there during this match. And, like, what the... F I... I don't... That night, I did not get it. Ends up with uh, Ali going against Theory. But then, I don't know, are they just trying to punish him? Are they just trying to punish Ali... Because of the whole wanting his release thing, whatever. I I don't I don't get it. Next off, we got Riddle and Nakamura versus the Usos. It was an actually decent tag match, and you know I'm just. When it comes to tag team wrestling, I'm kind of old school. I like it where they're like brought up together and not just two singles guys they don't know what the hell to do with. But Riddle and Nakamura seem to be a pretty decent tag team. The Usos ended up using a scooter on, on them and Riddle and Nakamura get the win. Next off, Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley. Man, th this was the whole infamous thing where Liv Morgan ended up waiting like, what was it, like 19, 20 minutes just for her entrance. And, you know, <coughs> I'm loving Liv Morgan <coughs> right now. I'm, she's showing a lot. Um, Damian Priest, AJ Baller, uh, the fuck, AJ Baller, what the fuck am I thinking? AJ Styles and Finn Baller all have their little deal. But, um, you know what? I might be pulling a blank there, but whatever. But, Liv Morgan actually ends up pulling out the win here. Loving it. All right, we have next the Omos versus 
Lashley uh, contract signing for this match they had at Hell in a Cell. Which, I mean, they had at Hell in a Cell because as of the recording of this, Hell in a Cell has already happened. But, you know, <laughs> it was a typical craziness for a, you know, contract signing you know, things always go crazy with those contract signings. I am honestly hoping this feud is over. I mean, I'll have to go back and watch Raw from this week. But yeah, I'm I'm hoping it's over. Big Mo here, wanting to take a little time out of the show to remind you, if you are in the Omaha area and you are wanting some kick-ass ice cream, you need to go down to Ted and Wally's. They have locations in Benson and down in the Old Market. Some of the best homemade ice cream you can ever hope to get. They will be the eventual home of a probably limited time drinking at Moe's flavor so thank you to them for creating that but anyways let's get back to the show all right next off like I said we're going WWE then so on we have Friday Night Smackdown now matches might be a little out of order whatever but we have one of the matches the Brawling Brutes this Sheamus and I, Pete Dunn. I'm I'm not calling him Butch, but we all know the deal there. And I'm forgetting the name of the other guy. Sorry, I ain't I'm probably not gonna listen to this anyways. But we got them versus the New Day. And we find out who this third person they were going to have with them, Drew McIntyre. A lot of great interaction there, but uh, a little weird, well, weird to me interaction with them, with uh, the New Day giving Drew a shirt that, you know, there's Big E, they're calling him Big D, and like, oh, God, that could get twisted around pretty damn badly. But whatever. Brawling Brutes end up getting the win with Pete Dunn. I'm not calling him Butch. Ends up winning with the finisher. Next, we have the Max Dupree segment. You know... Nothing special here. More the same of what they've had recently. It's whatever. Moving on. Jinder Mahal versus Humberto of Los Lotharios. <coughs> it's... Jinder Mahal ends up getting the win after... Shanky ends up distracting Humberto with his, you know, dancing that he's doing. And then Shanky ends up dancing with the ring announcer. You know, the week before he was trying to get her to dance with him, 
But hey, guess it happened this time. We also have Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. Now, anybody that's listened to the show, you know, Happy Corbin ended up blocking me on Twitter. I still to this day have no idea what the hell I said. (laughs) I kind of find it funny. Anyways, Happy Corbin ends up getting the win after a, well, via DQ when Madcap Moss ends up attacking him with a chair. Sets up for um, the no DQ match that they're going to end up having at Hell in a Cell, which I will be going into Hell in a Cell here in the next segment. But before we go and end this segment, they have set up for an intercontinental title match between Ricochet and Gunther, Walter, whatever you want to call him. Now, I love Ricochet. I think he's he's one of my top right now. But... <coughs> You got to admit, it's like they're setting him up like, how the hell is he going to win this? But, hey, I'll go with this, that I hope Ricochet wins, but I'm pretty sure Gunther is. A little bit of a break in the show. I want to encourage anybody, if you're in the Omaha area, PWP on the 15th have their next WrestleRama show down in Benson at the waiting room. You need to make sure you're down there because it it's promising to be one hell of a show. I mean, they put on pretty consistent shows, so if you're in the area, don't miss it. And you know what? While you're down there, Ted and Wally's who recently had the Big Mo ice cream flavor. They're just right down the street, so why don't you head on down there and then go watch some wrestling. All right, next off, we got Hell in a Cell. First match off, Bianca Belair, Asuka, Becky Lynch, triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship. Pretty great kickoff. Belair definitely proving herself yet again. And match ended when, you know, Becky Lynch had the win. But then Bianca comes in and steals it. Not so much of a baby face move, but hey, you know, triple threat. First person to get the pin wins the match. You know, somebody's going to get the win, go in and take it. Can't falter there. Next off, Lashley versus Omos MVP. I got to roll my eyes at some of the commentary here. You know, the, ooh, the speed, the speed. As uh, Sean Rossap and Denise Alcedo put it. But, man... No offense to Omos, I'm not a wrestler, but 
he, he don't move that fast. Then, you know, lots of power moves that you'd expect with some of the people that are in the match. Lots of double teaming as you'd expect when there's a, you know, a handicap match. Omos and Lashley going through the barricade, which, again, Denise Salcedo and Sean Ross that pointed this out. You know, it seems to happen all the damn time. Like, almost taken away from how special it could be. So, it's whatever. But anyways, Lashley ends up pulling out the win. Hopefully the damn feud's over. But knowing how they work, probably won't be. Next off, Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. Kevin Owens right now in this feud, entertaining as hell. I'm loving loving it when he's yelling at him, you're a liar. And crowd's definitely behind Ezekiel. Not Elias. Gotta point that out. Ezekiel ends up moving out of the way of uh, Kevin Owens' senton. And, you know, it looks like, oh, he's got the upper hand now, but then... Owens ends up hitting, a, like, three of his signatures, pop-up powerbomb included, stunner, boom, wins the match. Next up, we got Judgment Day, which is Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley versus Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Liv Morgan. Matching gear for the damn Judgment Day, which, I mean, looks impressive, even though apparently it wasn't the gear that Rhea Ripley was originally going to wear for the match because the gear didn't get there in time. But, hey, they looked impressive visually with the matching gear. Rhea Ripley with a deadlift suplex, which... I mean, those always look impressive, I gotta say. Lots of, you know, as you'd expect with, you know, former tag partners. Lots of confrontations in there with Rhea and Liv. Pretty decent match, I'd have to say. Judgment Day ends up pulling out the win. Next up, we got... Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. Moss showing lots of intensity as you'd expect with this feud and you know him being pissed off at Happy Corbin. Funny story with him, <coughs> as anybody that anybody new to the show won't know this, but those that have listened do. Happy Corbin has uh, apparently blocked me on Twitter. I have no idea what the hell I said, but whatever. You know, but like, go back to the intensity that Madcap Moss was showing. Ends up pulling off some really intense stuff. The fall away slam and the stairs and stuff. Lots of the stuff you'd expect from a, you know, a no DQ match. Had to <coughs> had to look look up real quick. <laughs> Anyways. Matt Cat Moss ends up pulling out the win. Happy for him. Hopefully that was the 
blow off to the feud, but who knows? Next off, we got Theory versus Mustafa Ali. Uh, no offense to either of these guys. They're crazy talented. I've actually met uh, Ali before. Really nice guy. I'd, I just wasn't impressed by this. It almost seems like they're really just trying to punish Ali, for the lack of a better way to put it. Theory, basically, theory ends up pulling out the win. I don't know what else to say there. Lastly, we have the Hell in a Cell match. Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. Now, it was reported before the show, Cody Rhodes had a pretty nasty injury. And boy, did... <coughs> And I thought, when I heard that, I'm like, I didn't expect what they ended up showing, but Cody Rhodes ends up taking off that jacket, and holy shit, it's like, why the hell are they having him wrestle? But I gotta give it to him. He went out there, even with the injury, pulled off the a pretty decent Hell in a Cell match. He ends up pulling out the win. So, hey, he battled through it. Mad respect for him. Last thing I want to point out before I end this segment. As some people had reported, oh, Bray Wyatt's going to be there. Nah, he wasn't. He wasn't there. Sorry to ruin everybody's day with that one. I know I didn't expect it. I mean, it would have been cool, but, you know, didn't happen. Anyways, on to the next segment. All right, next off, we got AEW with uh, Dynamite. Everybody talking about that MJF promo. Like, I'll, I'll admit, holy shit. Very reminiscent of the, uh, the old CM Punk pipe bomb. Definitely went off on a lot of people. And, you know... I can understand, you know, believing you should get paid more. And as far as AEW goes, nobody plays the heel role better than MJF does. So I would say he's deserving of whatever he's been asking. As much as I'm not that big of a fan of him myself... I got to give it to him. Like I said, nobody plays the heel role better than he does right now in AEW. So, you know, you figure your best heel would deserve, you know, a bit of a pay bump. So, hopefully that all gets sorted out. Now, next off, we have the Ass Boys. With uh, Max Caster versus uh, who was it? Punk and FTR. Now there was word of Punk getting injured at some point in this during this uh, segment here. Now uh, maybe it was when he leapt into the crowd. Who knows? But uh. 
pretty entertaining match, really. I mean, there was uh, interference by Billy Ass, or Mr. Ass with Billy Gunn, you know, and Punk and FTR, they fit pretty well as a tag team. There's some stuff with Punk that I'll go over in the Rampage segment, but, you know, hopefully those guys get a few more chances to team up there because they make a pretty damn good team. On to the next thing here. We have Miro versus Johnny Elite. Now, I'm, I'm happy Johnny Elite has found his way to somewhere that's actually going to use him worth a shit. So, hopefully he uh, gets on a little more of a win streak here soon. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll hand it to Miro. He definitely didn't make it look like a like a squash match, that's for sure, you know, it was a pretty good match there, but, uh, Miro ends up pulling out the win, we get some talk about the anarchy in the arena match, which, for everything I heard, was a pretty damn entertaining match, we have... Then, the Jericho Appreciation Society coming out, running their mouths as, you know, heel faction will do. And then we have Eddie Kingston and William Regal coming out. Now, that, I was like, cool. You know, that feud ain't over. I didn't suspect it would be. But, uh, you know, people joke about how William Regal used to announce war games back in NXT. Well, <laughs> I guess that's going to continue in AEW with uh, Blood and Guts. So it looks like we'll be getting a Blood and Guts match. With the uh, Blackpool Combat Club, and uh, I believe Eddie Kingston and uh, Santana Ortiz. Now, uh, Brian Danielson—I almost said Daniel Bryan there—but uh, looks like he is out with uh, going to be out with an injury, so. Hopefully he heals up and, you know, maybe they'll find a replacement. Maybe they'll uh, go through and wait until he returns. Hopefully it's not a lengthy absence for Brian Danielson there. But, you know, that's going to be a pretty decent thing there. Next off, we got Matt Hardy and... Darby Allen. Apparently, it was advertised as Matt and Jeff Hardy, but Hardy is also, uh, I guess, not medically cleared with the Jurassic Express. 
versus we got Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. And oh, can't forget Hikaleo. Bullet Club member there. Now, <coughs> pretty pretty good match. Like, I mean, I gotta say, AEW puts on a pretty consistent product, and I was pretty pleased with this match. So they end up Red Dragon, Young Bucks, Hikaleo end up pulling out the win. Maybe we'll see some more Bullet Club members getting over there to AEW with this uh, Forbidden Door show coming up. Next off, we got Athena facing off with uh, Jake Cargill. We got the baddies out there, but then uh, Anna Jay and Statlander end up coming out, you know, even the odds with uh, Cargill and the baddies. Pretty pretty entertaining stuff, I know. Every undefeated streak is due to end at some point, so maybe Athena's going to be the one to end up pulling out the win in this little confrontation. Next off, Wardlow versus JD Drake. Now, damn, I'm loving it. I'm loving this thing with Wardlow right now. I'm big on him. Now, pretty typical Wardlow match with a guy that ain't really been, no offense to JD Drake, but he ain't really been on TV that much. So, you can kind of expect that, you know, Warlow pulling out the win, which he does. But then, uh, damn, the, the lawyer guy. I'm, I'm pulling a blank on the damn name. Uh, Smart Mark Sterling. Uh, there we go. He comes out, presents a, uh, air quotes, lawsuit from security, but then, you know, he ends up just beating the shit out of security. <laughs> Alright. Next off, Ruby Soho, Tony Storm versus Britt Baker DMD and Jamie Hayter. Now, I'm I'm one I've met now Ruby Soho before. Nice lady. I I think the world of her. Hopefully she gets you know some some time that you know everybody knows she deserves. Um pretty solid match. But then I, I gotta get to John Moxley versus Daniel Garcia. Holy shit. That's all I got to say about that. Holy shit. Great match. You know, hard-hitting. You know, everything you'd expect from John Moxley. Um, Daniel Garcia, who's uh, the PWG champ. He is doing pretty damn good for himself. He is there with the Jericho Appreciation Society right now. You know, doing doing pretty good, pretty solid, hard-hitting guy. 
Jericho ends up coming in to try to interfere. Regardless, John Moxley ends up pulling out the win. Pretty solid show overall. Kind of the the ramifications from double or nothing being felt here. Next off, we're going to be talking about Rampage. All right, next off, like I said, we're talking about AEW Rampage. Now, I'll, I'll say this about AEW. They sure know how to kick off a show. This week with Rampage, they kicked it off with the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. Classic match from these two teams. Jericho on commentary said it might be the best match in AEW history. And AEW's has some... <coughs> Oh, excuse me. <coughs> AEW has had some pretty damn good matches over their relatively short history. This one, right up there. A the uh, uh, Anyways, you know, Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks have had some pretty amazing matches together. In the AEW, that steel cage match that Lucha Brothers ended up winning the AEW Tag Team Championships from the Young Bucks. That was another amazing one. This one, like I said, right up there with it. Everything you'd expect from both teams, all the high-flying speed stuff, then ends up, <laughs> as much as I, I don't like you know, the trickery, I mean, it is kind of entertaining sometimes, but Young Bucks end up pulling out the win after uh, they end up yanking the mask off of Pentagon there, so who knows what's going to happen here, don't look like this feud is over, because I don't, I don't think Penta El Zero I, I'm probably mispronouncing that. I'm sorry, Pentagon, don't kill me. But I don't see that feud being over. You know, especially, especially after the way that one went. So <laughs> I guess we'll see. Hobbs and Starks out next. Now, <laughs> I... I I only mention those two because I can't... I don't even think they got out the names of their opponents here. Typical squash match. <sighs> like I said, nothing, nothing really else to report there. Next off, we got Kira Hogan versus Athena. It was a pretty pretty good match. AEW's got a solid women's division. Kira Hogan, part of the baddies with Jade Cargill. You know, part in the match. You know, having to check with uh, Stokely Hathaway. Fighting made his way over there to AEW over at uh, Double or Nothing. Seems to be... Uh, not just my opinion, seems to be a consensus, pretty good fit there. Um, lots of 
you know, outside interference that can be expected with the group like the baddies. Didn't really take away from the match. There was a nice little fake-out leap there by Athena. Athena's solid. Met her at Warrior Wrestling there in St. Louis. Nice, nice person. But uh, I also got to say, I love Athena's finisher. And, um, the name of it ex- is escaping me. The O-Face or whatever they're calling it now. I think it used to be one thing. Now it's the O-Face. But anyways, Athena ends up pulling out the win. Next off, <coughs> we got CM Punk coming out. He addresses the crowd. Says uh, he's injured. He is obviously emotional. Which, I mean, I can understand. You know, you finally get the AEW Championship and you get injured. Now, the part that's confusing me, he talks about relinquishing. But then it sounds that they're going to let him still be a champion. And they're going to crown an interim champion at Forbidden Door. They're going to have... A battle royal to start out dynamite, or I don't know if it starts out dynamite, whatever. But they're going to have a battle royal, and then the winner of the battle royal is going to face, I guess they said the number one contender, John Moxley, and the winner of that is going to go to Forbidden Door to go for the uh, interim AEW championship. Looks like we're getting another uh, interim championship situation here, which, I mean, you can joke about it. It's whatever. It is what it is. But after that CM Punk promo, we have pretty good one that I was looking forward to. Scorpio Sky versus Dante Martin. Now, I the, Dante Martin's amazing. Loving it. This uh, leap he did the, from the canvas to the top rope to the outside. Holy shit. Man, that guy can just leap around like no other. But, you know, after a hard-fought match, Scorpio Sky ends up pulling out the win. Now, you know, keep it kayfabe, you know, him being the heel. But, you know, I've met him before. He's a solid, solid guy. And especially after what I heard he did for my bro, uh, Chris Cadillac, you know, he, he's gotten all the respect in the world from me. But anyways, that is AEW Rampage. That ends the AEW segment. Next off, we are going to be talking about the amazing weekend Game Changer Wrestling had with the Tournament of Survival <coughs> as well as what was one hell of a show in Cage of Survival 
obviously being highlighted by a cage of survival match between Alex Cologne and the Duke of Hardcore, John Wayne Murdoch. Big Mo here, just wanting to wish everybody a good week and want to encourage you, support your local independent wrestling. Obviously, if you enjoy your nationally televised wrestling, support them too. But you know what? Some of those guys on your local independent shows might someday end up being on that TV. And, you know, you can say, I saw them before they made it there. I was a fan before they made it big. And who knows? Maybe they'll remember you. But like I said, have a good week. Support your local wrestling. And hell, just enjoy some wrestling in general. All right, next we got the two GCW shows that were this last weekend. Crazy weekend for them. First off, Tournament of Survival. Their big deathmatch tournament. Start off with Nick Gage kind of giving a speech in the ring. Saying doesn't know how much more he has in him but you know hyping up the crowd they had the big ass the trophy in there with them looked impressive first match of the evening was hoodfoot versus rena yamashita who eh, no stranger to game changer wrestling she's been there quite often there was a pretty yeah Pretty impressive German suplex spot onto some a bundle of light tubes. And then Rina Yamashita ends up getting the win after uh, in the corner doing a razor's edge type move into, on Hoodfoot. Not an easy task, but she ends up getting the win. Next off is Spade versus Matt Tremont. Who, by the way, Matt Tremont and Drew Parker were my two picks to win. The one thing that I remember seeing in this match that was pretty crazy was, you know, gusset plate wiffle ball bat. Now, death matches you often see, you know, <coughs> wiffle ball bats or other Bats wrapped in barbed wire or uh, have a bunch of tacks attached to them. So it was pretty crazy seeing that and, you know, them whacking each other so hard with them that the gusset plates fall off the bat. Gusset plates, not a pleasant thing to get hit with, I imagine. There was uh, two no-sold Death Valley drivers that was pretty crazy. And then third one on the bundle light tubes ends up with Matt Tremont pulling out the win for the first round match. Next match <coughs> was Toru Sugira. Sorry if I mispronounce that. I'm probably going to mispronounce it again. Versus Shane Mercer. A couple of interesting things here. There was a 
two hula hoops that were attached to each other by a whole mess of light tubes. That was something else. There were some unique weapons being used. Uh, Shane Mercer brought a like a medieval mace-looking thing, and I don't know what the hell it was that he pulled out of this bag, but ends up after what they call a moonsault battery, and then having Toru, I'll just call him by that, putting the hula hoop light tube thing over Mercer, and then this, I don't know what to call it, but this big metal thing he wrapped around his arm, and bam, like a roaring elbow looking thing into the tubes, ended up winning the match. I have to say this, though, about this match, and, you know, a few of the matches that Toru was in, great, like, regular wrestling mixed in with the deathmatch style. I, I also, I know I said this about, and I will say this about something later, but I liken it to the Japanese strong style mixed in and meshed with the deathmatch style. Pulled it off amazing. Um, next off, Cole Radrick versus Drew Parker. Like I said, one of my picks to end up winning it. No offense to Cole Radrick. Love the guy. There's a cannonball onto some tubes with Drew Parker in the ch in a chair, I believe, at ringside. And, man, that was something else. And I believe Cole Radrick even landed on his feet after that. Um, there's also a spot where Drew Parker was dragging Cole Radrick on the floor and ended up going over some broken, I believe broken light tubes, broken glass of some sort. Oof, carved his back up pretty damn good there. Um, next, uh, Cole Radrick performed an impressive looking 619 type maneuver. And this will prove to be, this next thing I'll bring up, be proven to be something that came up quite often in Drew Parker matches throughout this tournament that he would bring out these like regular throwing darts and would just have the guy on the ropes in the corner and just bam, throwing them at him, throwing them at him. <laughs> I mean, I've never been jabbed by one of those, but I imagine especially those metal tip ones, which Obviously, these were not pleasant. Um, there was a couple impressive spots onto these uh, involving the ladders that were in the ring. There was a lion's salt on this ladder bridge. I believe it would. I'm recording this like a day or two later, so. Some of the stuff might escape me, but there's a ladder bridge with, I believe, light tubes or some sort of glass, and then more light tubes in the ladder, and man, GCW does death matches like no other, I'm telling you, but it ends up with Drew Parker picking out the win. 
so that was something else. Then we go into right before the first uh, second round match. There's a, and I've said this before, I'll say it again about GCW. Nobody does a scramble match like GCW, but they had one for the GCW Extreme title with Nick Wayne, Yoya, Jordan Oliver, Sawyer Wreck, Lindsey Snow, and AJ Gray. And like I said, classic ECW scramble match. Nobody doesn't like them. There's a lot of great double teaming with uh, Wayne and Oliver. They, uh, you know, they've had a lot of history teaming together there in GCW, and they sure show when they work together, they can pull out some nice stuff. And the match ends with a rather nasty-looking uh, super bomb off of the corner. And damn, that it looked like it fucking hurt. But ends up AJ Gray retaining the GCW Extreme Championship. After that, finally getting... Uh, Round two of the Tournament of Survival started off. We have Matt Tremont versus Toru. And I'm just going to keep it there. But another amazing match. Like I mentioned, Toru, lots of great regular strong style wrestling mixed in with the deathmatch style. In going up against the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. Ooh, love the match. There was a spot with uh, some carpet strips, which if you've ever torn up carpet, man, you know them, them carpet strips that are used with it. Ugh, they're 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 painful. But uh, Matt Tremont gets sit into those first and then they start hammering gusset plates into each other's heads and whew, Tremont ends up going for a, a lariat with some assistance from some light tubes ends up pulling out the win next off Drew Parker versus Rena Yamashita oh and Parker and these he, hell of a talent, great with death matches, brings out the darts yet again, like I mentioned earlier, and sets up a bridge with the paintings of glass. And like I mentioned, not just with Toru, but with Rina Yamashita. Perfect with uh, the strong style death match mix. Pulled it off amazing. Drew Parker ends up winning. So, we're setting up for the final here. Drew Parker versus Matt Tremont. Both of the people I picked to win. We have a, it's like a no-rope barbed wire kind of mixed with a scaffold match. And, whew, everything you'd expect. There's... I, I like I likened it with uh, 
Tremont wheeled in the lat tubes and flipping them around like he did. It was like he was uh, using the lat tube as like a lightsaber. Pretty, pretty impressive. I mean, he knows how to wield them damn things. Ends up finishing off the match. They're both on top of the scaffold. And Tremont gets thrown from it. And Parker does this, like, swanton-looking thing off of it. Ends up winning the match. Drew Parker, your champion of the 2022 Tournament of Survival. All right, everybody. Second part, Cage of Survival. Now, I mentioned this with AEW, but oftentimes GCW definitely shows they know how to kick off a show. This one getting kicked off by another one of the scramble matches. Cole Radrick, Speedball Mike Bailey, Jordan Oliver, Jimmy Lloyd, Nick Wayne, Akira, AJ Gray. Holy shit. Another classic GCW scramble match. And I sound like a broken record, but I firmly believe it. Nobody does a scramble match like GCW. There's some great face-off moments between Akira and Speedball Mike Bailey. People definitely behind Cole Radrick with the Ratty Daddy chance. Nick Wayne, holy shit. Speedy as hell, pulling off a lot of the moves you've come to expect by him. But once again, AJ Gray ends up pulling out the win to retain the GCW Extreme Championship. Next off, we have Lufisto versus Masha Slamovich. Lufisto ends up jumping Masha before the match really gets started. And man, I'm telling you, people complain about different promotions not really treating the women's wrestlers right. This match proves that when you just let them go and don't give them any restrictions and don't tell them to not wrestle like the guys this match proves what they can do two women that are high caliber and damn it was amazing Masha Slamovich ends up pulling out the win next off we have the returning tag team of Iron Beast versus the second gear crew Iron Beast with uh, KTD and Shane Mercer. And I have to say this about the match. Like, please tell me that that wasn't an actual piss jug. Like, somebody had a GCW actually carrying around a jug of piss. Second gear crew ends up taking swigs out of it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Anyways. Iron Beast with some great tag team maneuvers. Uh, superplex in the hard way there. Like lifting them up over the the ropes from the apron. Damn. A double 
blockbuster didn't end up being enough. And then I, I got to say, I'm loving Iron Beast. They're proven pretty fucking amazing. Regardless, Second Gear crew proves why they're one of the tag teams to beat there in Game Changer Wrestling. Next off, we have Sawyer Wreck versus Joey Janela. Joey, <coughs> man, when it comes to GCW, nobody plays off the heel role like Joey Janela. Sawyer Wreck, impressive in her own right. Pulls off a, looking like a, swinging a chair like a golf club into a chair that was propped up to like hit Joey Janela in the nuts and bam, whew. And I, I got to say, this is probably the line of the entire weekend. But sweet baby titty fucking genius. Like, <laughs> who the fuck comes up with that? <laughs> Man, you can only get away with that in GCW. I tell you what. All right, we got running trash can lariat outside. Man, that, that was something else I remember watching. And then... Janela through a door, Sawyer wreck. Impressive chokeslam maneuver, like off the top rope, through the door. Whew. And you know what? Pulling off what probably was the, no offense to Sawyer wreck, was probably a little bit of an upset. Sawyer wreck pulling out the win over Joey Janela. Next off, we get Matt Cardona getting pushed out in a wheelchair by his wife. And then Blake Christian comes out for a little bit of confrontation, ends up fooling Matt Cardona into thinking, you know, oh, he'll lay down for him and he can pin him and become number one contender for the GCW title. Pulls a little bit of a ruse, boom, super kick, ends up winning. Next off, two people that were in that that uh, tournament of survival, Toru Sugira, not Toru, and Rina Yamashita versus a team that hadn't been in a GCW show in four and a half years. Los Macizos. I'm probably pronouncing the damn name wrong. But, uh, man, light tubes coming out early, bit of a sword fight. Then diving through the legs through the crowd oh man something impressive there that was Los Macizos pulling out that one and then we had a spot with uh, propping them up in the light tube to the ding dong or light tube to the fucking dick whatever you want dick and ball whatever you want to say and this like I said with uh the strong style mixed with deathmatch. This was Lucha strong style deathmatch. Perfect mix of all of it. There was a spot where uh, Rina Yamashita and I forget which one of the Los Nocizos guys was being a little grabby with each other in the nether regions. We had the spot with the door covered with light tubes light tubes through the ropes man Luis Macizos ends up pulling out the win 
they end up having a nice show of sportsmanship there. And then we are on to the Cage of Survival. John Wayne Murdoch versus Alex Colon for the GCW Ultraviolet Championship. Holy shit. They they start up on top of the on top of the cage, which was like part of fallen cage wall covered in glass, one corner barbed wire, and it, it was something impressive. And then they start climbing down and whew, some fucking craziness. Then uh, no, it was John Wayne Murdoch was like he was pulling old school wrestling and working over different parts of the body with the light tubes and he end they end up having a spot over by that fallen wall part where you know you don't know who's gonna go over the ropes and then it ends up John Wayne Murdoch flipping Alex Cologne over and I don't know if they that wall wasn't attached very well, but man, Alskolon fell right through, and the the chain link on the fence just fell apart. But uh, that it was some crazy, and then they do some more stuff up top. Murdoch pulls a, a crazy move, double double stomp off the top by. Alice Cologne pulling out the win and your new GCW ultraviolet champion, Alice Cologne. And they actually have a nice show of respect between Cologne and Murdoch, who if you've watched enough GCW lately, you know that, you know, they've had a little bit of a feud going on there. So nice to see a little show of respect there. Like I said, new GCW ultraviolet champion, Alex Cologne. All right, so I'm gonna give my pick for like show of the of the weekend or the week. Um, honestly, most weekend, most weeks with the with the nationally televised stuff, I'm probably picking AEW for the most part. Like, I try to sit back and just enjoy the show, which I encourage everybody to do, not get too analytical. But there's some entertaining stuff with WWE. But uh, honestly, the top two, Matt, the top two cards of the entire week, I have to go with either one of the GCW shows top to bottom amazing stuff now not to say AEW didn't have their bright spots I mean you have the uh, the Lucha Brothers Young Bucks match and then Dynamite was nice as usual but top two shows of the week definitely the two GCW shows now, as far as match of the week, I'll have to go with probably a, we'll go a top four. I'm going to say from the uh, Tournament of Survival, 
Gon Toru Sugiura versus Shane Mercer. I mean, you know what? I'm going to tie that with Toru versus Matt Tremont. And then got to put that Lucha Brothers Young Bucks match in there. That was just fucking classic. Then Cage of Survival. Fucking amazing. And then I am going to go with hell the finals of the tournament of survival Matt Tremont versus Drew Parker hell of a match want to thank you for listening to today's episode got to as always give my shout outs to the random podcast because they've been so supportive since the start sharing and putting the word out because I'm going off word of mouth right now and also to my friend Val Pancakes and her show The Stack they've been supportive as well great people go listen to them